So based on everything that we've been saying about how Gvura and Chesed really complement each other and are two sides of the same coin, working together in tandem to assure that there will be creation. So it's apparent that Hashem and His attributes are one. Since they are totally unified with Him, they can therefore merge with one another and comprise of one another. In other words, if Chesed and Gvura were not directly part of Hashem, then they wouldn't be able to integrate so well. Why? Because two separate entities cannot integrate. The fact that they can complement and assist each other reflects their shared source, a singular directive that drives them both. Like right and left hands that work together to shape a single entity, Chesed and Gvura unite in harmony because they originate in the same God. Now, based on everything we've been saying, we can now appreciate that which we started in chapter 1 of the Gate of Unity. We asked the question, what does it mean that there's no other God? You should take it to heart, that Havaya is Elohim. In the heavens above, in the world below, in the land below, ain't oh, there's no other God. Now you understand, first of all, what it means there's no other God is literally there's nothing other than godliness. And what does it mean, ki avaya hu elokim, that avaya is elokim? Because what did we say? Havaya is chesed. And elokim is gvura. Havaya hu elokim, it's the same God, it's the same thing. The two divine names, Havaya and elokim, are actually one. Although Havaya refers to the creative life-giving force, and the name Elohim is the constrictive inhibiting force. Not only do they work in harmony, but they're literally the same thing. We even say this in Shema. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Havaya Elokeinu, Havaya Echad. It's all one thing. Havaya Elokeinu. Since the name Elohim, which constricts and hides the light, is also an aspect of Chesed. Because everything within God is unified in total, total unity, and He has, and His names are one, his attributes are his name. And therefore, based on once you understand, then you understand that in the heavens above and the earth below, there's no other. That means even the material earth, which means, which appears to be a substantial reality in the eye of the observer, is literally absolute nothingness in relationship to Hashem. Why? Since Havaya is Elohim, that means since nature is actually supernatural, and the supernatural is just another expression of that which is manifest in nature, godliness, hence the physical world, which boasts a solid autonomous existence, is actually not an independent entity. Elohim is Havaya. What is concealed is actually godliness. Because the name Elohim only constricts the light for us, the creations, but not relative to Hashem, since He and His name are one. This is some of the most incredible ideas of Chassidus. We have to understand the difference between what's called Das Elyon, the perspective of God, and Das Tachton, our perspective. For us, we see miracles different than nature. We see concealment different than revelation. But that's only because of our perception. In other words, that's what we're seeing or not seeing. However, for Hashem, there's no concealment for Him. An interesting analogy, someone who uses their left hand to cover their right hand. The right hand is hidden from everyone besides Him. 
since the conceal, concealing mechanism is his own left hand. His left hand is not an imagined concealment, it is covering the right hand. Yet the concealment is a reality only for others, not the person himself. Another interesting analogy can be drawn from interpersonal communication. When I express my thoughts on a subject, I'm not conveying every aspect of the subject exactly as it exists in my mind. I'm expressing some of the thoughts while others remain unspoken. The listener hears bits of information, the words and the blanks in between, and puts the fragments together to understand what the speaker is communicating to the best of their ability. Still, though the listener, depending on their level of insight, may attempt to fill in the blanks to paint a more complete picture, there will always remain a gap between the speaker's unspoken, thought, unspoken thoughts and, the, listen, and the, the speaker's intention. In other words, the, speak, sorry, the speaker's unspoken thoughts and the listener's understanding. And therefore, even the earth and that which is beneath the earth are literally absolute nothingness in relation to Hashem, and they're not fitting to be called by any name whatsoever, because in Hashem's perspective, there is no concealment. There's nothing. There's absolutely nothing. Ein od, there's not even a supplement. Ein od means there's nothing even that, you know, indicates inferiority. There's absolutely nothing. Unlike the soul and body, that the soul is the priority, the body is still somewhat there. It still has some secondary status. In the world, there is no secondary status to God. There's nothing other than God. You see, because the soul does not create the body, the soul just energizes the body. So the body has somewhat an independent reality other than the soul. But the world has no independent reality other than God. So God is everything. There's not even a secondary, unimportant other thing other than God.